would surrender to you. For we know, as Joyce was reading there, your ways are higher than our ways. Sometimes our natural thinking gets in the way of some things. And we would surrender to your will and to your way and to your purpose in our lives for this hour, for this time in which we live. That we might be all in, as they say, for you. We surrender all. All to you we freely give. We know it's the best way. It's the best for us and those around us. So we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, thank you. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. And I know this flows into the word that Rob has for us today, too, that he's going to be teaching. But first, let's release our children to Children's Church. Let's greet one another. Rob, we'll have you come up this way. Lord is good. Just a few announcements before we have Rob Salmonson share with us this morning. Wasn't that song a lead in to what you're going to so much? I see that over and over again through the weeks. The, you know, the song list, I guess we call them, that the worship teams pick out. They pray over those, you know, what songs they're going to have. And uh, they just flow together with the whole service. Holy Spirit orchestrated. So, just to let you know, next Sunday we will be receiving an offering for the Northwoods Pregnancy Center. A very appropriate day, Mother's Day, and uh, so we'll be doing that. And once again, for special offerings, use the boxes in the back there with the envelopes and put toward Northwoods Pregnancy Center. If you're sending them in by mail, um, indicate it, you know, for that. And there is a fellowship meal after the service today. Um, I believe Zach is kind of leading it up, Zach Bender. It's wild rice, chicken soup, garlic bread, sticks, Caesar salad, halo oranges, and such. So good fellowship over those meals. And then this Wednesday, touch point. Joyce and I will be talking about Jesus, our healer, and that's things that are dealing with in the mental realm, the emotional realm, the physical realm, and we'll be talking about dis-ease and Jesus, one of the benefits of what he's done for us. He heals us of all our diseases. And then at 6 o'clock on Wednesday, kids... TCC Kids and TCC Youth Group, also adult class uh, taught by Scott and Cindy Davis. That's at 6.30. And then 7 o'clock we have a Zoom class. Uh, Pastor Dean is leading that. And you can go to deanpatro at hotmail.com to get information for a link for that. 
Um, March for Jesus is coming up on June 5. And Carla is going to be in the foyer. Maybe you could stand so they could see the shirt, Carla. <laughs> this is the shirt that, that we're going to have for the March for Jesus as we march. Oh, Adam has one too. Oh, you can stand too, Adam. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, you can order them today. This is actually the last day that you can um, order them here. Uh, but Carla will be in the foyer afterwards and also other information she can give you about that uh, coming up on June 5. But this is the day to get your shirts ordered. Um, and you can talk to her about helping with volunteer work too with that because there are, are volunteers needed for that. Um, we're thankful for answered prayer for Angie's dad, Eldon, Angie Modry, and we continue to pray for him for total restoration. Sue Steinhorst, I know had some good reports there as well. And so I see Tim sitting here. Did you have something, Tim, to share? <clears throat> I just wanted to let some people know here that this last week we lost a, a member of our Coop family. Now, for those of you who don't know who I, what I'm talking about, this was a game that we started about 15 years ago, and it included a lot of people from church here, and a lot of people knew about it that didn't play. But it was a, a game that everybody had fun in, and it was something unusual. <clears throat> Um, this last, well, I included not people just not from church here, but from all walks of life. And we had a team, a blue team, that started and they play, and they were total atheists. And they, he and Ben and his wife, Mariah, played the game several years but they just didn't get along very well. And they finally got divorced a couple of years ago. And shortly after that, Ben lost his leg to cancer. And, but to see how God can turn things around. When Ben lost his leg to cancer, he found a new gal that started taking him to church. And he accepted Christ. Somehow, Mariah did the same thing. And so now, these two people who were atheists, very strong atheists, are now Christians. Except for Ben beat us all to heaven. His cancer took him this last week. He was about maybe 41, someplace in there. But uh, <clears throat> I, th I think, I hope I get through this because I, as I get older, I, get, I cry easy. <laughs> but I know even my own kids were, were touched by this. 
Thank you. Thank you. I know you put hours and hours and hours into uh, preparing for that coupe de grass. Coupe de, how'd you say that? Coupe de, I'm not sure I ever said it exactly right, but, but uh, the seeds that were planted there. And that's the thing that we do. We plant seeds. Sometimes we aren't the ones that are the harvesters, but we're the planters of seeds, or waterers of those seeds, or cultivators. And I still believe we're seeing, we're going to see the harvest of souls. You see, I mean, a great harvest, a wave of harvest. You say, Pastor Steve, you've been saying that for 40 years. I'm talking about northern Minnesota, too not getting left out. Well, we've seen a lot of people come to Christ, but uh, nothing like what we'll be seeing, I believe. That's just in my heart. It's on my, you can tell it's on my heart today. A flood <laughs> of souls. And we're going to get the word here today. Rob Salmonson is going to come and share. And I believe it just so prepared the way for the word that he has, that we've had, what we've had so far. So thankful for our teaching gifts that we have here in the church, and Rob is one of those. So thank you, Rob. God's anointing on you this morning. Amen. Amen. I was praying last night and this morning. (laughs) Well, a lot of things. Your will, your word, your way. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. It did tie in with what today's message is going to be, as did a couple other verses shared along the way. And you'll catch on to that as we go through this. A couple of verses I think of, uh, well, there's so many verses that talk about praising the Lord, worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. And a couple of verses from Psalm chapter 147, verses 1 and 3 say, Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is attractive. It is comely. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. I hope nobody, either watching online or who came today, has a wounded or a broken heart. But if you do, Know that as you press into God, as you worship Him in spirit and in truth, that the healing starts to take place on those wounds. Hallelujah. By the way, I have a high standard to meet today. I'm sharing with Pastor Steve before the service. And you might think I'm joking, but I'm really not. My five-year-old grandson, David, prayed for me that today I would preach the Word of God. It's pretty hard to fool a five-year-old, you know that? Occasionally we can slip one past an adult, make ourselves look like we know what's going on or something. Five-year-olds are pretty tough. So, David, if you're watching, or when you watch this, thank you for your prayers. Let's pray. Father, nothing fancy today, just your Word. Your will, spoken your way. 
That is my prayer, that we will all, myself included, receive from the goodness and the bounty that is contained in the treasure of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today's message title is Cleansing Power. Cleansing Power. Hallelujah. John chapter 3, verse 3, part of that verse says, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You're not going to see it unless you're born again. One of the things that baptism signifies is a cleansing, an off with the old and an on with the new. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Happens to be my favorite verse. It says, God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Think of that. While we were yet sinners, he sent Jesus to die for us. He wants so much to cleanse us. He knows, he knew and he knows that we could never become good enough to earn salvation. So he sent his son Jesus to bear our sins. We must follow Jesus, receive forgiveness, and allow his righteousness into our lives. Let's look at 1 John 1, verse 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from, as Pastor Steve would say, most of our unrighteousness, (laughs) all of our unrighteousness. I see why you do that. You want to make sure everybody's paying attention. All of our unrighteousness. How? Titus chapter 3, verse 5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing, by the washing of regeneration and receiving of the Holy Ghost. Have you ever heard that saying that cleanliness is next to godliness? Why did our parents always tell us that? Was I a grubby, dirty little boy? I, I don't know. But cleanliness is next to godliness. Well, I think spiritual cleansing is, or spiritual cleanliness is next to godliness. A couple of verses from Psalm chapter 51, uh, verses 2 and 10. This is when the prophet Nathan confronted David over his inappropriate behavior with Bathsheba. David knew he had done wrong. And he cried out to the Lord, Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Let's take a look at Psalm 119, verse 9. It's talking about a young man, but I'm sure it applies to young women. I'm sure it applies to us older men. And just, you know, not so old women, because women don't get old, by the way. 
but it applies to all of us. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. How can we heed God's word if we don't first get it in us? And I'm not talking about a half hour or an hour on Sunday morning. I'm talking about getting God's word in us, however it works for you. Reading the word, praising him. You know, so many songs are based on scriptures, or there actually are scriptures put to song. Listening on all the fancy devices nowadays. Get God's word into you. That's step number one. Step number two is heed God's word. We need to do both. Get his word into us and heed it. And there's another verse that's very similar where the Lord spoke to the prophet Ezekiel. I don't have this one for up on the screen. Uh, but Ezekiel 3, verse 10. And I just believe this is solid guidance for all of us to follow. This is Ezekiel speaking. The Lord said unto me, Son of man, all, again, not most, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. Take seriously when you read and study and meditate on the word of God because there's life in those words. There's life in the word, life in Jesus. And a verse that Joyce shared this morning, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, and it means woman too, you know, all you gotta do is look it up in the original. Therefore, if any man, woman, be in Christ, he, she, is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. So, I don't know, maybe some of you are still burdened by sin. If you have sin in your life, I guess you should be burdened by it. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But are you still unsure that God wants to forgive even you? I mean, you, you, you can understand where God could forgive a lot of people that you know in a lot of situations. But can he forgive even you? Let's look at Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. The Lord's speaking here. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. And this was in one of our songs this morning, the scarlet and the crimson. Hallelujah. Though your sins, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So yes, God can forgive even you in whatever situation it is that the Holy Spirit, I'm believing, is speaking to you right now whether you're listening or you're trying to reject it right away, that's between you and the Lord. But 
he can forgive it. And that's the point I'm trying to make here. Let's look at Psalm 103. And I picked oh, like four verses out of here. Verse 8 and then 10, 11, and 12. Verse 8. The Lord is, I like this verse because it uses the word mercy a couple of times in it. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He's merciful and he's plenteous in mercy. Verse 10. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Verse 11, for as heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward us. Heaven is a long way above earth. We don't even know the outer limits of heaven. It's up there. (laughs) I mean, we think the clouds floating in the sky are up there, or the stars that we can see. But it's much bigger than that even. Joyce and Pastor Steve were sharing about how God's thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. Hallelujah. Well, so is his mercy also so much higher than the heavens are above the earth. In verse 12, as far as, listen to this, the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. I was the guy that, uh, throughout much of my life, basically used a compass quite a lot. And so many, many years ago, and one of the many times I read the scriptures, I paused on it. I thought, okay, well, you know, the word of God is true. It's succinct. It means what it says. Why doesn't it say as far as the north is from the south? You ever thought about that? Well, if you picture the earth, nice round earth, no matter where you're at on the earth, if you start to go north, what happens? Eventually you get to the North Pole. And if you try to go any farther, now what? Now you're actually going south. But if on that same earth, as far as the east is from the west, if you start going east, you're still going east, and you're still going east, and you're still going east. You're not going west, you're going east. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins, our transgressions, our iniquities from us when we trust in him and look to him for salvation. Hallelujah. And remember, you've heard me say this before, don't be worrying about the other person's around you, the other people, and their sins. Remember the woman in John chapter 8 who was caught, caught in adultery, and what Jesus said to the scribes and Pharisees who wanted to stone her according to the law? He said to them, whoever is among you is without sin, cast the first stone. And of course, they couldn't. And Jesus said to the woman, where are your accusers? She said, they're gone. And he says, neither do I condemn you. I hear some feedback. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Lord. 
he also said, go and sin no more. So he will not condemn us, but he wants us to stop our sinning. Let's, uh, for a little fun here, look at an analogy of laundry and dirty clothes. And maybe we can even imagine ourselves as being one of those garments that has some stains on it or some dirt, just needs washing. Time to throw them in the wash. We're one of those garments now. We're tossed into the wash. Time to go through a wash cycle. We feel pretty comfortable inside the washing machine because we're amongst our friends. They all have, you know, dirty clothes to varying degrees. But then the lid closes. It becomes dark. The water starts to pour in. It's still kind of fun for a while, but the water's getting deeper and deeper, and bubbles are starting to form. Now we're not focusing on our friends quite so much because we're not sure what's going to happen next. All of a sudden, the water stops. Whoop! That was about a one-second pause. Then the agitation starts back and forth, back and forth, and we're tossed up and down and around and around, squished together. Yikes, what is going on? It's frightening at first until we feel the soil loosening from us. Godly agitation, godly washing is a good thing. It frees us. And next, the dirty water drains away. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, but wait, here comes a rinse cycle. I guess maybe we didn't get rid of all of the dirt quite yet. With some more agitation for that final cleansing. Now are we done? Not quite. Now the spin cycle starts. And we're thrown up against the outside of that washing machine. And it gets going faster and faster and faster. But as time goes on, as we trust in the Lord, we feel the weight being drawn out of us. The freeing as that moisture is taken away from us. And the last remnants of any dirty particles are being removed out of us. Hallelujah. Surely we're done now, aren't we? Or is there still yet one more thing to do? We get thrown into the dryer or hung on the clothesline where we're allowed to fully dry and get freshened up and ready for service in God's kingdom again. He knows what the final outcome is going to be when he throws us into the wash. He knows in the end how happy we're going to be if we'll just commit to going through that process. We need to trust him. We need to ask forgiveness for our sins. I have a few old-time songs, which you old-timers will recognize. I'm going to share some verses from a few songs. So just bear with me. I just want to read them. Sometimes the words, we sing them, and they may be going into our mind, not into our heart enough. I want you to receive them even deeper 
into your soul today. First song, just the first two verses of the song, Victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning, and I repented of my sins and won the victory. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power, revealing how he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, Dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow, Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me, and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me, he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. And then verses 1 and 4 from the song titled, Are You Washed in the Blood? Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? In verse 1 from the song, cleanse me. Search me, O God, and know my heart today. Try me, O Savior. Know my thoughts, I pray. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 22. I don't know how many of you know that the word backsliding is actually in the Bible. It's right there. I'm going to read it to you. Return, ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. You see, the people of Israel had turned backwards from the ways of the Lord. Maybe, I don't know, maybe perhaps someone here today has done likewise. You've turned back from the Lord, from where you've been, and you know you've taken some wrong steps in life. And you're trying to, you're trying to stop that. Well, the Lord is calling out to you He's encouraging you. Return. 
Return, 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 you people watching online, return to the Lord. Oh, he wants to cleanse you. Return to the Lord. Return ye backsliding children, and listen to the rest of it, and I will heal your backslidings. We take that first step. We return to the Lord, and he heals our backslidings. Now let's go ahead and project up on the screen uh, 2 Corinthians 6, verses 17 and 18, and the very next verse is chapter 7, verse 1. See, whoop, if you have that on the screen, I'll start reading it here. It says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore, dearly beloved, having therefore these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need to be separate, separate ourselves unto God. Touch not the unclean thing. I don't know what's unclean in your life. I got enough problems of my own I got to deal with from time to time. And thank the Lord for his patience and his mercy and his loving kindnesses that are new every morning. Because we do lots of laundry at our house. And I'm trusting that you do laundry also to get that spiritual cleanliness Touch not the unclean thing. Repent. Turn away from sin. Cleanse your ways. Go through a wash cycle. It's that simple. Spiritually speaking, go through a wash cycle. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 says, Now no chastening, cleansing, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Did you know that righteousness is a peaceable fruit? That's what the word says, the peaceable fruit of righteousness. When we have God's righteousness inside of us, we have that peaceful assurance of the Holy Spirit that we are his children. Do you have that peace? Let's look at 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. This is the verse that uh, we like to quote often. I hope it's available. <laughs> 2 Chronicles 7, 14. that one available, it'd be the very last verse in Scripture that I had to project. Mm, no, not that one, I guess. 
Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles 7.14. At any rate, I'm going to read it a little bit differently than perhaps you've heard it before. It's if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. But one of the words you're going to hear in this scripture is probably the biggest word you're going to hear today. We'll see how astute you are at picking it out when I read it. Here we go. If my people, which are called by my name, if they shall humble themselves, if they shall pray, and if they shall seek my face, and if they shall turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Hallelujah. Luke 15, verse 7, tells us that there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who maybe don't need repentance. Our repentance causes joy in heaven. I think that's powerful stuff. But you know, I don't know how many years, but earlier on in my Christian life, I always thought that the scripture talked about the unsaved repenting and becoming saved. Now certainly, that is a repentant sinner coming to the Lord, being saved. Certainly there is rejoicing in heaven. But the scripture really doesn't quite say that. It just talks about our repentance, not talking about our salvation. So I believe it's talking to all of us, Christians, if we're honest, from time to time in our lives, we need to repent. We need to turn back to him, return to him from our backsliding ways. So, wrapping this up here, what is it that's the Holy Spirit has spoken to you that's inside of your laundry basket that you need to deal with? What is it that needs cleaning? It's not so hard, you know. We throw dirty laundry into the wash and it comes out clean. And likewise, when we throw ourselves at the cross of Jesus, upon his mercy, we give our lives to him. When we do that, he cleanses us from sin. So don't put it off. Let's choose to repent in the areas that God reveals to us and turn to him for his cleansing power. Then I believe heaven will dance with joy. You can do it. I can do it. We can make heaven pretty excited today. Let's close in prayer. Father God, we do rejoice so much in your word today, in your power to cleanse us from our sins, our, our wayward, backsliding ways, our iniquities, Lord. When we come to you, when we seek your face, when we pray, Lord, 
when we turn from our wicked ways. Your word promises that you will heal us. Hallelujah. We thank you for that. We thank you for what Jesus did for us on the cross. Through his precious blood, we are saved. We are sanctified. We are set apart because of the righteousness he purchased for us. Help us all today to be, to be honest with ourselves and in all the days ahead of us, Lord, so that when you quietly speak something to us that needs correcting in our lives, that we will make that decision knowing that at the end of the wash cycle, we're going to feel so much better, so much cleaner, so much lighter, freer in your spirit, oh God. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Steve. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A very important word from the word. And you preached the word this morning. That repentance is part of the salvation. You know, we believe in our heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and we confess with our mouth but part of salvation initially is repentance but then like Rob was saying in our lives later too when there are things that come clothes don't stay clean you know and, and we don't either but isn't it wonderful that we can go to the Lord Amen. and turn from that and ask forgiveness? Like the song, the last song there, I Surrender. Mm -hmm. I Surrender. I, uh, I know my clothes get dirty. Uh, my clothes in the natural and <laughs> in the spirit too. <laughs> This morning, Joyce doesn't like this, but you know, when I was drinking something out of my glass there, it wasn't water, it was some other stuff. And I, it was just before you came this morning, actually, and I was looking for Rob to talk to him. Then I took a drink and there was a, I don't know if it dried up nice or not, but it was dirty, but quite often I'll, I'll get a spot there when I drink in the car, especially, it seems like. But then usually we can get it washed. Joyce does, she knows how to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know how to get the stains out. But, but once in a while there's a stain that you just cannot get out. There just isn't a cleaner that does it. But Rob and I are telling you this morning that there ain't no stain in your spirit or soul or mind that God cannot cleanse you and make you whole. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying this morning. And there are some, I believe, that are watching online that have never received Christ as your Savior. Maybe there's some in here. I'm talking about personally yourself. Receive Jesus as your Savior. Not 
thinking that you're a Christian and it's all okay because your dad and mom were, or your grandma was, or great-grandfather, whoever it might be, but you yourself surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. This is the time. Today is the day of salvation. That's a scripture, isn't it, Ron? Today is the day. And so we're going to specifically pray that together, whether it's online or here. In fact, I'll just have you all repeat it after us. You might be surprised how many receive Christ this way. They've come to me later and they tell me, you know, I did it. And some of them don't tell me until years later. But the seeds were sown, and then there was the time. Well, this might be the time for you. Tim was telling about seeds that were sown with the coupe de grass. Coupe de grass. Which way is it? Coupe de grass, okay. Just repeat this after me. God, I know that I have sinned. And I need a savior. I come to you. I surrender to your lordship. I confess my sin unto you. Forgive my sin. Cleanse me of everything wrong. And I receive your rightness, your righteousness, your total cleansing in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. I believe he walked this earth. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose from the grave. So you're a believer. Hallelujah. If anyone would like prayer after the service here, just come forward. We'll be here to pray with you. Rob, could I ask you to stay too and pray um, for whatever that need may be? Remember Carla's in the foyer with the March for Jesus information and the shirts. And remember we have a fellowship meal. Please stay if you can to, to partake of not only food but fellowship. In Jesus' name, God bless you all. We'll see you next week, which is Mother's Day. Remember, guys. Yeah.